So, when was your last checkup? Oh no, not you. Although that's important too, but when was your last vehicle checkup? When it comes to service, nobody knows your Chevy better than your local Chevy dealer. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com to schedule an appointment today. So, if you're thinking about real estate trends, you have come to the right place. I'm Elise Glank, sitting in for Anna Devlantes here on 720 WGN. We have Marilee Uter. She is the 2022 Global Chair of the Counselors of Real Estate. They do an annual top 10 issues affecting real estate. And we were just talking about bifurcations of the capital markets. In other words, money is going in one place, but not in the other. Um, one of the other ones of these top 10, Marilee, that I've been looking at that I think is is pretty interesting is the economic structural changes that you are calling out simply because of, of COVID, but I think other things as well. Tell us about that trend. Well, the economic structural change is saying that the way that we always looked at our economy, the indicators we looked to to say, how are things going to go? Is the market going to go up or down? Or how am I going to do with my income next year? Those are changing very much. And that's because, for instance, we can't take labor for granted. Cheap, pliant labor just isn't available anymore. People have changed their patterns. That We've got supply chain problems going on. The whole hybrid remote work confuses how much space demand and use. We may have workers, but they're not going to take office space anymore. What do we, how do we figure that out? The supply chains are messing up all the, you know, a lot of the industries and home building so on are really suffering because of that. So it's very hard for us to use our typical indicators on that sort of, on those sort of issues. So we're, what's happening is new economic models are coming where we're just using different formulas, different looking at it, uh, different ways to look at it. What happens when, and maybe this is you know the, a good time to talk about this, because you have as the number one issue facing all sorts of real estate, which is remote work and mobility. And the people, you know, we've seen this great resignation. We talked about it at the very top of the show with Joyce Joya, who's a futurist. But this idea that people can simply not go back to work. They'll work from home. They don't want to be told to go back to work. They either don't feel safe or they don't want to do the commute. You know, what are some of the, the implications of just masses of millions of people deciding they are not going back to an office? Well, we're going to find a lot of that out. Certainly, it's impacted our transit usage in in cities where there's transit systems, and that's been a big impact. More importantly, perhaps, the the whole balance of economic support systems that go to offices, as you mentioned earlier, is being thrown off. So we know that the numbers are pretty impactful right now. Our office utilization on average is about 20 percent, used to be about 50 percent because people aren't in the office every day anyway. Mm -hmm. Then all this hybrid started happening. And so what we're seeing is, for instance, about 45 percent of small companies are planning to go back to the office, which makes sense, right? A small group getting together versus 7 percent of large companies. Mm -hmm. We know that hybrid is here to stay. So we know that our cities are going to change. Our CBDs, our downtown areas, are going to have to be um, readjusted. A lot of adaptive reuse to the buildings. They'll be reused for other kinds of things. A lot of it housing, frankly. 
So downtowns will start to feel more like uh, places where you want to live rather than places you might work. Uh, they're going to add more amenities, more green space, more trails. We're seeing that even even the basics of closing off streets and making them open space for people so they're we, more comfortable. We saw, actually saw that with COVID, right? Streets in Chicago right. got shut off and uh, restaurants basically took them over. Mm-hmm. It was very fun, though, you know, to walk down State and Division and, and that corner that has all the bars on it and you couldn't drive on it anymore. It's, it just was sort of an open-air drinking thing. It's very appealing. And cities are going to have to do that to remake themselves. Because if they're not having as much office usage, and the office usage will shrink over time because leases don't come up for renewal or so on right away. So this will, we'll see this happen over the next three, five, maybe even ten years. That gradually downtowns will shape differently and they'll feel differently. They'll have more amenities, but they've got to find ways to draw people. They've got so much infrastructure, so much investment in our downtowns. We don't want them to die. No, we so definitely. That's one of the, yeah, that's one of the big things. Um, I want to talk for a moment about housing supply and affordability. That's number six on your list. But I know for a lot of our listeners, especially because we're in the metro area that has not particularly had great appreciation over the last 20 years, unlike the other uh, top 20 metro areas. But, it, yeah. you know, housing supply basically is in short supply. You know, the National Association of Realtors published that very frightening paper earlier this year where they said that we were anywhere from five and a half to 6.8 million homes short in this country and that builders are simply not building enough of the kind of properties, well, and enough in general homes that we need. But in particular, they're spending all of their capital building higher end homes because they make more profit than the entry level first time buyer kinds of houses, which are desperately needed. Uh, but with interest rates going up, according to the Fed, it looks like prices are going to meet interest rates and the whole thing's going to be a house of cards that comes tumbling down. What did all of your thousand people that you go to, um, what do they tell you about what's going on? I, we don't see it as a house of cards. There is profound fundamental demand that is supporting this. People want housing. Um, we're still generating new households. A lot of people are moving out of their parents' house after COVID, right, or trying to, mm-hmm. and they want a place. Um, a lot of it has to do with affordability. Over half of the people that rent um, household, you know, rent an apartment or rent a house are cost burden, which means they're spending well over a third of their income for their occupancy, and that doesn't count their transportation costs. So it's really expensive. We, we really see a crisis for all non-luxury housing. As you pointed out, luxury housing is doing fine because the profit margins are better. But what, we're, what we need to see in this country, actually, is, is more involvement by the government to make sure that they're, for low-income people, that those units are really secured and they're left in the market. The private sector just doesn't have the, the, um, the incentives without some kind of public participation. They don't have the incentives to build that middle-income housing. And that's really where we see the big opportunity, is workforce housing. But isn't there... Most renters, yeah. But isn't there also a danger of unaffordability? I mean, for first-time homebuyers or even trade-up homebuyers, 
You've got housing prices that have been rising on a tear, you know, for the last few years, not just this year, but the last few years. What happens when that meets higher interest rates? (laughs) Well, it'll become less affordable to buy, obviously, because the payment amounts will go up for most people who use a mortgage and they'll have that problem. Um, So I think the problem gets worse. It doesn't get better unless we take drastic action. And then finally, we just have a minute or so left, but you know, you talk about political polarization as affecting real estate. How so? Well, there's so many important issues that impact our economy, including real estate. You know, um, the, the infrastructure. Everybody needs better infrastructure and different kinds of infrastructure as well. So we need connectivity, not only roads and bridges, but infrastructure is one. Immigration, a lot of our workers are immigration. And what we find is that the public agrees with a lot of action that Congress just hasn't taken because they've gotten involved in the politics rather than focusing on the issues. So while our organization isn't taking a position, we're just asking Congress to get back to work and, and focus on compromise and making things happen for the benefit of the economy and, of course, real estate. Marilee Uter is the 2022 Global Chair of the Counselors of Real Estate, and these are their top trends for real estate. And I so appreciate you taking the time to be with us this week. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. All right, when we come back, we're going to hear a little bit about uh, weather